0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What are the stories everyone will be talking about leading up to the 2021 season? Well, we preview the stories you should be following with my next guest right here. It's time for the College Football Legends Podcast.
1: The players. We're going to hit somebody and we're taking down the field for a touchdown. I guarantee you that.
0: The coaches. No man is more important than the team. No coach is more important than the team. The plays. There goes Davis. Oh my God. Davis is going running all the way back. And so much more. College football legends. Heroes come and go, but legends. Live forever. Believe in college football legends on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Chris Smith. Give me a follow on Twitter at The Sports Jesus. That's at The Sports Jesus. The NBA and NHL playoffs are in full swing, so you need to head to Bet Online. Look, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, so it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Once the college football season ends, we look to the future and start asking a lot of questions. Like, who are the early Heisman candidates? Which are the dark horse programs that will shock the world? What teams will rebound, and which ones will remain in the cellar, plus which coaches are on the hot seat, and most importantly, who is number one heading into the fall? We cover that and more with my special guest on the show, Jeff Mazidlo, sports writer at Yard and many other platforms. Thanks for joining me, Jeff.
1: Hey, Chris, how are you? Thanks for having me. I appreciate
0: it. Uh, Always good to have you back. You write some of my favorite articles on Yard Barker. One in particular was titled 20 Way to Early College Football Storylines to Keep an Eye On. Well, it's never too early to talk college football in the campaigns ahead. And one of those storylines to keep an eye on is who everyone thinks is the top team in the land. I think it's safe to assume that Alabama reloaded in the offseason, adding even more five-star recruits. And the Crimson Tide have to be the early favorites for the number one in the rankings. But what teams will be vying for that number two spot, and who has the best chance of dethroning the boys from Tuscaloosa?
1: You know, I, I don't. I think as you as we approach the season, one thing I've noticed about some of these these other teams, and you're going to have the usual suspects again. I, I believe. I think Clemson, maybe not the dominant team that we we've seen over the years. Uh, the last, you know few recent years um i think ohio state is still the class of the big 10 um i think they've probably got the talent to you know certainly win the conference and and find themselves in a position to be in the national championship game uh and then you know to me one team to me that that's that kind of stands out is georgia and i think that's just because uh jt Daniels has kind of taken hold of that that quarterback position and that's something that I don't know if they're, they're still good enough to beat Alabama at this point, because like you said, Alabama, it's it, 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 one of my favorite cliches and, and sports writers don't like to use them, but I always, this one goes back to high school when one of our local area softball teams had t-shirts printed up that said, we don't rebuild, we reload. Yeah. And that's exactly what, <laughs> that's exactly what Alabama does, obviously. But I think Georgia is, is a unique team. I think they, they, you know, last year, every, again, everything was kind of crazy for teams last year. they, they, they really struggled uh, at times offensively. I, I like their defense. They've got some, some key pieces coming back. But also, now that they've solidified that quarterback position, to me, that's a team to watch. Again, I, I think it's still Alabama, and then there's a good amount of space, and then you've got some of these other teams. But um, really, to me, I think it's just again maybe people don't want to hear it, but it's it's the usual teams. Notre Dame is going to be in the mix this year again because they're no longer in a conference and, and they'll be back to that independent schedule. Um and I think there's still a lot of talent there. But George's to me is the team to watch out for and to expect I think they should be, you know, that maybe that not necessarily 1A in the in the in the SEC but definitely a team that's worthy of of making it into the college football playoffs.
0: Yeah, well like you said, JT Daniels, I think he was 4 and 0 starting for the Dogs. So, it's going to be and fun. He had a really
1: good he had a really good spring too. So, I think that's something that of course that doesn't mean a whole lot, but it's it's to know that if you you see that he's comfortable and he's ready and he's confident and knowing going in that he's the guy, they know that he's the guy, the rest of the team knows it. I think that's going to play a big part in in, in their potential success.
0: Yeah, and with both of them in the SEC, they're going to have to go through each other. And we're speaking with Jeff Vizidlo, a sports writer at Yard Barker and many other platforms. And Alabama repeated as national champ in 2011 and 2012. So can the Tide do it again after going undefeated last season?
1: I think they can, again, because I, I, I really believe that until, there's, until we see if there's any team that's in that caliber, I, I don't believe so. I think you know a lot of hype is going to be put on Bryce Young, the quarterback, who may be an early Heisman. You know, he's, the cool thing to do is brand these guys as Heisman favorites before they even step on the field. Now he's played some, but never in a, you know, in a kind of a prominent role, but you know, as, is, as is, is their quarterback and there's a lot of hype surrounding him. Uh, but again, you just look down, you know, they're, they can go five deep at running back if they need to. They're, they're uh, they're still going to have one of the best offensive lines in the country and
0: an embarrassment uh, of riches.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and, and I, I, I believe possibly they could, you know, that, that they have a chance to go, to, to go undefeated, I, you never say anything that. Of course, there's no guarantees, but I mean, if there's one team on this, uh, you know, that we look at um, for 2021 that has the potential to do it, is 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 them because I think again, it's it's kind of like you know that culture that we talk about, and and, and they do have that embarrassment of riches. I mean, they've got to go to Florida to, to play and add a Texas A&M, and those are probably you would think their two biggest games. I mean, they open with Miami, but I don't really you know, I don't really see that as being, you No, know, that's a neutral site game too. They're going to play that in Atlanta, sure. but um, you know, I think Florida could be, but Florida early in the season, if you're playing, I think that's an advantage that Alabama gets because I mean, if you're Florida or you're any team, you know, you might want to wait and see if you could. You know, the schedule is nice to you, and you you play them, in maybe mid October or something like that, where you've had a chance to establish yourself a little bit. Texas AM, and m they get them in the second weekend of October, so that's going to be a, you know, that's maybe the one place where Alabama has has had its its issues in the past. Um, but to me, I, I I you know I really believe that they are they are the best team out there, and you know they again they don't close the season in Auburn. Auburn's got a new head coach. There's a new culture there. We'll see how that plays out. But to me yeah I, I mean I think they they definitely have the potential to do it a lot of it's going to be we know the offense is going to be good it's really going to be if they can stay healthy and if that defense continues to be dominant
0: Yeah and a lot of those teams you mentioned will be breaking in some new quarterbacks as well and clocking in number 5 on your list the dark horse candidate what team can sneak up and be a contender
1: and, and and for me I look at a team that maybe they're not necessarily a dark horse but I think if we're we're if this are, if there's every year we, we had this kind of conversation a little bit in, in 2020 was, is, is a team like Cincinnati good enough to crack that, 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 you know, the the four playoff, one of the four playoff spots. Um, probably not, but I think they are a team to me that you have to, you have to look at that has the potential to go undefeated again. I mean, I like, there's a lot to like about that team. Now their, their quarterback, Desmond Ritter comes back. There's a veteran. This was a big deal that he decided to, to come back and play. And, and really um you know kind of keep the momentum going from last year's team that did make a New Year's six bowl. Uh, and then they've got a really good defense. They've got a nice amount of talent coming back on that. This was a defense that allowed just under 17 points a game last year. Um so for me, I think they're going to be in that conversation. And you know, if it comes down to someone let's let's say they're undefeated and you've got Notre Dame who's not playing the hard. You know, Notre Dame actually plays a decent schedule this year. I mean, they actually play Cincinnati this year, and that could be, you know, that could be a game where you look at maybe this is a game that's for a spot. If Cincinnati somehow win that game, and now they've got a lot of, and they go undefeated the rest of the way, win their conference, um, they've got a little bit of ammo to to argue maybe more than they did in in the past to argue about getting themselves a spot in that in that um, you know those four playoff teams.
0: Yeah, that'll be a big game early in the season for sure. And we're speaking with Jeff though, sports writer at Yardbarker and many other platforms. And like you were mentioning about the G5, I thought last season was the year the G5 team would make the college football playoff. And speaking of that, always talked about playoff. It ties into your number six storyline on the list. Will the college football playoff be expanded to more than four teams? And will the G5 team ever make it to that stage without expansion?
1: Well, we're talking, the talks are, are in. And I mean, I think just recently it came out that, um, you know, the, that the committee and and college football is looking at, you know, expanding it anywhere from possibly six teams all the way up to sixteen.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I think, I I could see. It. I think a sixteen team playoff would be would be fine. I mean, they you know they do it in the FCS and and it, it's worked well. I mean, they're actually in the middle of doing it right now because they're playing their twenty twenty season in the spring. But, um, yeah. I mean, they they've got to do something, and and I wouldn't be surprised. Now, keep in mind this none of anything that that if they were to make a decision for expansion uh, and increase the number of playoff teams probably wouldn't go into effect until at least 2025 at the earliest because of the contract that they've got. So you've got a a few more seasons of, of dealing with, with this, you know, the, uh, or, or a handful more seasons of, of where we're at right now. So, but I do see it happening. The number uh, I would like to see 16. That's my personal preference. I think that, that you settle some arguments. I think that gives you an opportunity to, you know, have a couple of those 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 non you know the 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 G five teams they, to to give them a chance and you know, rightfully so and you won't have the the uh, the argument of the you know the odd team looking out but um, I think it's definitely down the line and I think that's something now that the the I don't want to say pressure is, is is there on this committee but I think it's it, you know enough's enough they know that they need to do it. It makes them, you know, it's just a way of how you get to figure this all out logistically and where they are going to make the most money doing it? It all revolves around (laughs) money. It all
0: comes down to that. That's for sure. And
1: sponsorships. And I mean, you're going to have to, Does this become kind of what they've done, obviously, with the playoffs where, you know, certain bowls are considered certain rounds of, or or, you know, matchups in the, in the thing, because you, you've got to keep that sponsor or, you know, is this week's game going to be, you know, sponsored by so-and-so instead of, you know what their bowl used to be. There's a lot to discuss, but I really do believe it's going to happen. I think we'll see it sooner rather than later, but not immediately.
0: Oh, you made college football fans happy with the, <laughs> with the sound of 16 team playoff. Now, 2020 wasn't all filled with doom and gloom. There were some great stories with programs like Coastal Carolina, Liberty. What team do you see as the surprise of 2021?
1: Well, to me, and I think, you know, as we, we look in these smaller conferences, I think they're proving again that it doesn't really matter who you are. I think the Coastal Carolina story was great because of the, the fact that, you know, BYU went and played them this year. And BYU was a good story in its own. Um, and they went and played each other. And you know, they had an open week because, you know, COVID was, was taking out some teams and they were able to play. I mean, I don't know if I would I would consider them surprised, but because uh, they had a good season last year. But I I think you got to look at San Diego State coming out of the Mountain West again. I mean, this or I'm sorry, uh, San Jose State. Um, this was a team that you know you go back as far as a couple of years ago and they hadn't won a game. I remember you know this was a program that you wondered would they ever be good again, and they've they've had some you know some talent in the past. But uh, that's a team to watch for me. Um, you know, again, it's it's a matter of, of culture. You have that taste. You had that success. You're back. I mean, this team went undefeated in their league. Uh, you know, they've they, they've got some they they've got some you know some rebuilding to do in 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 some areas. But I think overall, this this to me, this is a team that uh, I, I think you got to keep an eye on. Again, again, are they are they worthy of a of a college football playoff? No, but they're worthy of a conference championship and to maybe starting that culture again uh, to to keep it going and being able to sustain it. So uh, that's a team that uh you know out west that I that I look at. And then you know another team who I think potentially looking to build on and maybe be even better than they were last year which is kind of saying a lot because they were pretty good is Indiana.
0: Oh, yeah, the Hoosiers.
1: And to me a lot of that is going to depend on uh their quarterback, you know Michael Penix. He's a really an exciting player and uh he got hurt towards ACL last year and you know he didn't do anything this spring obviously but uh all signs and reports uh, look that he'll be ready to go come come fall and that's something that uh, should excite Hoosier fans because I think uh, right now maybe for the I think for the first time in my lifetime certainly and I'm pushing 50 that uh, the basketball the football team is actually better than the basketball team at in Indiana so um, and there's a lot of excitement there now are they good enough to, to take on Ohio State in that division probably not although they played Ohio State extremely competitive last year in a very, in one of the better games of the big 10 slate. Um, but I think they're going to be right back uh, where they are. I think they're going to be, uh, uh, they'll have another winning record. They got a um, DJ Matthews, who's a receiver from he's a transfer from Florida state. He's going to provide some excitement uh, there. They got, you know, they've, they've got some guys that are going to need to step up and running back, uh, but they've got a nice little stable there. Uh, they did lose their, their defensive coordinator. Um, but they, one of their linebackers coach um, Carlton Warren is stepping into that spot and. This was a unit that just barely allowed twenty points a game, so they believe that they can be better in in that area. And if they can, then of course they're going to be in a lot of ball games. And they can, again, the, the, you you have to kind of you know the caveat has to be there: are they good enough to beat Ohio State? Probably not. Um, the question will be though: is they can beat everybody else? They're going to be in every other game, I believe. And this is going to be a team that could find themselves on a you know in a pretty nice ball game come come the end of the year.
0: Yeah, I agree. Tom Allen has made the Hoosier State think more about football than basketball of late. Most definitely, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we're speaking with Jeff Mazidlow, sports writer at Yard Barker. And many teams last year did not live up to their potential or their hype. What programs do you think will rebound?
1: Well, I think the the one team that everybody's kind of looking at is LSU. You know, what's their story? That was just a, that that was one of the, I don't think anybody expected them or, or anybody that really follows the game expected them to be a national championship caliber team uh, again, just because of, you know, when you're losing the Heisman trophy candidate and Jamar chase opted not to play. That was, that was a big blow. Um, but it, it'll be, you know, they, they did end the season on a, on a pretty decent note. You know, they went five and five and they had to win their last two games, but winning at Florida um, was a big deal for them. They just got to chore up that defense. I mean, they, they, it seems like they've kind of settled on the, the you know, they've got a the quarterback situations. Okay. But this was a team that, that, gave them 350 points in 10 games last year. So, um, that's quite a lot. And, you know, they went over, I think what, one, two, three, four, five times over, over 40 points, including a 55 point, uh, Alabama dropped 55 on them. So if they can get, if, if they can get that side short up, and I think, you know, that's maybe a program that will just write off everything that happened. You know, they had some COVID issues and where, regardless of what you think of, Coach Ed Orgeron's position on that, um, you would like to think that they're they're probably more stable and they're more focused on on doing things the way they're they're used to doing, and the disruption you know hurt them as much as anybody else did. So I expect them to bounce back, at least a winning season. I don't know if they're if they're SEC quite SEC championship game caliber yet at this point, um, but I think they yeah they'll, they'll they'll be back in a ball game. You know, another team to 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 watch. And I think this was to me in the big 10, there were two teams really Penn state and Wisconsin, Penn state had a historically poor start to their season. Um, and, and then managed to, to win their, their final four games and, you know, bring themselves back to respectability. I mean, so I, again, I think they're going to be better. Uh, Wisconsin was an interesting team because they looked to me in, in the first couple of that you know, first week of the season, when they, they blew out Illinois, uh, with with quarterback Graham Mertz, that they were going to be something special in that league. Uh, Mertz then got COVID. He was out for a while. They really couldn't couldn't find anything. You know, they they had no rhythm. They were struggling to score points. Uh, but they again, they you know, they they picked it up a little bit at the end. So I expect Indiana. i mean, I'm sorry, uh, Wisconsin and and Penn State both to have better seasons. With Wisconsin, uh, probably uh, the team challenging. And to me, again, uh, I, I think a favorite to win that West Division.
0: Yeah, COVID definitely threw a monkey wrench into that season. And speaking of programs that need to bounce back, the Michigan Wolverines brought back Jim Harbaugh, but it still feels like he's on the hot seat. Will there be something for Go Blue fans to cheer for this season?
1: Yeah, you know it's it's weird because what I when I wrote this uh, every year, I, listen, I I'm pretty familiar with that program and have, and have you know done a lot of stuff with them over the years. And it's the the one, that's the one program that baffles me about, you know, still keeping him in charge. And, you know, no sooner do I write this story and he gets a four-year contract extension. So, you know, <laughs> how, how hot is that? How hot is that seat? Um, but it's, I, I think it's just, I don't know. I don't think it's a matter of, of loyalty. I just really believe that they feel he's the guy, maybe from a respectability standpoint, that they're not, he's not going to do anything, to embarrass the program, except the fact that he can't beat Ohio state, which is embarrassing enough, but you know, it, 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 you're not going to see anything really go wrong off the, the field. Um To me, if you listen to the people and you read this stuff that comes out of, out of Ann Arbor, they're actually kind of excited about this season. And and I still don't buy it. I don't know if, if I still don't believe Harbaugh makes it through that four years. I think something happens. um You know, they've got questions, of quarterback going in. I think their defense will be better. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson is, is a good defensive end, uh, probably, you know, an elite All-American type player. Uh, they've got, you know, they got a good edge rushing game. You know, last year they were kind of, they had players that, that were, so many players were in and out of the lineup. Pay never really had a had a chance to get going at all and, you know, sat, sat more than seemed like he played in, in 2020, and then he'll be off to uh, the pros. So it's really about establishing themselves, and I think that's another team kind of in that mold of LSU that was okay with writing off last year and saying, well, you know, there's an asterisk next to that because of everything that was going on. I do expect them to be a better team, but I don't think they're going to be as as good as a team to consistently win every week and contend, especially in that in the in that division. And I certainly don't think they can beat Ohio State.
0: Yeah, like you said, all roads lead through Ohio State though. Michigan did have a good recruiting season,
1: and, and that's the thing. That's what's going to, uh, you know, I could honestly see in a couple of years, maybe even as early as twenty twenty two, that this could be a team that will be back to that prominence and and be a top top ten team. Where you do believe that they have a chance to beat Ohio State because it sounds weird and we keep bringing it up, but really that's that's how they're measured. Is they, you know, we saw that a few years, a couple of years ago, where they were great. And then they go and they, they lay that egg against Ohio State. And if you can't beat them, that just – it's like you've taken that step back in, in a matter of three hours, you know, That's in your progress as a program uh, in that particular year. So, really, it's to that level. If you feel that you can beat the best team in the Big Ten and one of the, you know, the, arguably the top four or five teams in the country, then if you can't, then what's the point, you know? But uh, they still believe is the guy. Uh, maybe they just don't want to go through the, the rigors of trying to – Uh, trying to find another coach that may only last a few years, as opposed to they believe he's the right guy that that can can build this program and keep it steady. We'll see.
0: Yep, Michigan. We could say that for a while. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. It's always a heavyweight bout, and uh, unfortunately for the Wolverines, they always come up on the short end. And we're speaking with Jeff though sports writer at yard barker and many other platforms. And the transfers always make waves, especially at the quarterback position. And with Ian Book gone from Notre Dame, are they going to rely on the former Wisconsin QB?
1: Jack Cohen is is an interesting – I think he's one of the bigger names to watch. Um, he will be in the mix for for that spot. You know, that was – you know, he, he was hurt, didn't get the chance to play at Wisconsin last year. And, you know, we're at that point now where especially when we're talking graduate seniors, you're able to go and kind of be a transition year for a team that maybe isn't ready to start one of their younger players. That's not totally the case with, with Notre Dame. But I think he gives them an opportunity to hit the ground running and continue to to kind of sustain the success they have, um, especially because he he you know he, he kind of got branded as a game manager, which a lot of if you're unless you're Russell Wilson, which a lot of uh, Wisconsin quarterbacks tend to tend to to get. That's what they're they're labeled. Now I think Graham Mertz is probably a better quarterback than than some of the other ones, but Cohen is a guy who is probably not going to do a lot of damage for you, and he'll play within your system, and he can make things happen. I think he's definitely going to get the chance, and that's definitely one guy to watch, one transfer to watch. I think another one to keep an eye on, and there's no doubt he. I mean, there's no guarantee he will be starting. In fact, he's in a battle for it, and I think it's a great college story. Is Mackenzie Milton? Oh, absolutely, uh, great story. The uh, The the former of
0: college football,
1: right? I mean, this guy—you didn't know if he was going to be able to walk again, let alone play football. But he, uh, you know, he was a stud at, at, at at Central Florida. And then he had that, that, that really bad leg injury and, you know, he hasn't played. And I think he, 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 so he transfers, ends up, he rehabs, he, he, he leaves uh, UCF. He goes now, he's at Florida state. Now he's vying for that quarterback spot. And by all accounts, he had a tremendous spring game, uh, you know, um, 28 months after this injury that, you know, threatened his career. And he's back, he's in the mix for a a starting spot and they've got a, um, you know, they've got a pretty good, guy that they like down there named Jordan Travis, who's also going to vie for that position. But that would be great to see him to see him come in and not only win a starting job, but kind of bring Florida State, bring some more excitement to Florida State, which we haven't seen in the last few years uh, down there, which I think is good for college football. And that would be great if somehow he wins this job and you've got Florida State and Notre Dame in that first week of the season going at it. And and you could see potentially see those two transfers playing each other, which would be which would be pretty fun. And then one more name to throw out there too, we're getting back to Michigan. Um, Alan Bowman, who played at um, Texas tech through for a lot of yards, over 5,400 yards. Uh, he is uh, he will be joining. He transferred to Michigan. He'll, he he'll be uh, joining the program in the summer and he'll be a guy who to watch for potentially as their starting quarterback. So that will kind of step up the game a little bit for, for the Wolverines too. So those are those are some of the big names, the quarterback names. You also got uh, Charlie Brewer, who who had a decent career, nice career at Baylor. He is uh, going to finish out his college career at Utah. Yeah, the Utah. Um, and uh, he again another uh, from from uh, from what we hear, he 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 did a nice job uh, in their spring game. Uh, one guy to watch too, uh, who I always thought was one of the the more exciting underrated players in the country was Juanjel uh, Robinson, who was at um, uh, Nebraska kind of an all-purpose guy played lined up a wide receiver mostly but they would you know they would they would pitch the ball to him and get it, let, try to get him in open space he's transferred to Kentucky so that's going to be you know see how he fares in the in the SEC because I think his game is 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 both actually you know he's got the speed to play in that conference he's got the toughness certainly to play in the Big Ten but uh, it's going to be interesting to see him there so that's the, one non-quarterback that I'm going to watch Uh, keep my eye on this year yeah many
0: players on the move and hopefully uh, Mackenzie Milton especially we're definitely all going to be rooting for and speaking of Notre Dame will they regret leaving the ACC and going back to the independent slate
1: probably not I think that was just something that made sense last year although I can tell you that I'm sure the rest of the teams of the ACC are glad that they're no longer (laughs) there because I mean uh, getting
0: to a championship game seemed to help the case
1: well, I think if you arguably you could say if they were in it this year, they'd probably be the favorite. I mean, I know North Carolina, and now you see, know, you know, Clemson's going to be there. But uh, to me, Notre Dame might have been might have been the favorite in that league, uh, or at least again to get to the um, to the conference championship. No, I don't think there's. I, I think this is where they want to be football wise. Gives them a chance to, you know, again to to, to show themselves off to to everybody. And they got, you know, they got a. They're back to kind of that 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 regular that notre dame schedule that we that we um that we we rely on you know the the usc's again uh, that's you know stanford's back on the schedule we mentioned cincinnati which is going to be a fun game back you know playing florida state which you know they would have played them anyway possibly played them anyway um you know they've got wisconsin this year in chicago they're playing and then you've got the service academy games they're at virginia um, North Carolina comes to them. They beat North Carolina next. year. So I, I think the the you know they still have some of those ACC teams, but I think this is where they where they should be and where they want to be, frankly. And and I don't think they're going to regret. It. I think they probably have an easier time um, because their big game, their big matchups. Cincinnati, North Carolina, USC are all at home, and then you've got Wisconsin on a neutral field. So it's it, you know there's there's no harm for anything uh to their chances of, of getting back to the college football
0: yeah time. that's favorable getting those those teams at home we're speaking with jeff is sports writer at yard barker and many other publications and my favorite is the heisman hopefuls i know it's early but who is on your short list
1: i think i think you look at you know it's probably the, the quarterbacks again bryce young is is a guy who who you got to talk about from alabama again he hasn't played much in big game situations but i think he's definitely a guy that that you know, we'll look at. And, and then I think you go to uh, Oklahoma, I think Spencer Rattler, there was a quarterback who was, you know, he got, a, there was a lot of talk uh, about him last year as a guy. And I think if, if they continue to, to play at that, that high level um, if they are, you know, the, uh, the studs of the big 12, uh, he's going to get a lot of, he's going to get, a, definitely going to get a lot of uh, attention. The you know, one guy to watch for me who, who I like um, is, I don't know how much of a uh, of a chance he has is is Miami's Derek uh, Derek King, and that's someone who
0: um, yeah he came back for his uh, senior plus season since the new right, new right. rules he's a, he's allowed a him to come where, back for an extra.
1: Yeah, so he's a he's a guy that you know I don't again I don't know if if he you know sometimes it, it's all going to really depend on um it, it's it's going to depend on how well their teams do, and I think you know Miami had its moments last year. But to me, really, it's—I it, I think it's—it's it's young, it's Rattler. Uh, those are the guys who—who who I think—and again, it's—it's going to be how well your your team plays. And—and um, and, and for me, I think right now, it, it really stands out that that those are the two because their teams are so good. And—and and I really don't know who else you can you can. But we'll we'll see. We'll have some other names pop in and out and um but right now I like I like those two and if I had a pick I think Rattler might be the guy right now just because of just because he's a little bit more established and we know Alabama's the better team probably but Oklahoma is is a team that I think is going to be far and away the best team in the in, in the um in the Big 12 although Iowa State will be there too so they'll yeah. have a chance to- just to kind of push them that's something that that's another team to watch uh they've got some good veterans there too so
0: yeah rattler was good in his first year as the starter over 67 percent of his passes completed for over three thousand yards and 28 touchdowns and we saw some big moves in the coaching carousel which new head coach has the best chance to succeed
1: i think all eyes are going to be on steve steve uh sarkeesian giving it another shot at the college football coaching head coaching level uh Uh, Going over to Texas, um, you know, when this guy does make a move to to becoming a a college coach, he doesn't, you know, he he doesn't settle for he only settles for some of the biggest, you know, some of the biggest programs in the country. So a lot of eyes are going to be on that because Texas is they they believe that they should be, you know, national championship contenders every year. That hasn't been the case uh, in in a little bit. They've gotten better, but it's the inconsistency that they need uh, to kind of to to kind of iron out. And they believe that he's the guy. To do it offensively, I've always thought that the issue with Texas in the last couple of years hasn't necessarily been offense; it's been defense. And you know they're bringing in an offensive coach now. I can see why. I mean, you're going to have a new quarterback coming in, and um, you do have some some nice parts coming back at some of the skilled spots. But to me, the big focus on on Sarkeesian is if he could improve the defense. But you know, he's not a defensive guy; he's he's offense through and through. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, a couple other guys that you know, you look at Brian Harson who who had a yeah, nice career jump from out, Boise, from Boise, going over to Auburn, and that's you know that's like big fish in a little pond over to uh, you know jumping right into the Iron Bowl and to the <laughs> SEC, and, Yeah. And, welcome
0: and to of, the SEC.
1: But you know what? Maybe that's good. Maybe that's what you need. Where you know, I think the the expectations for him maybe not as high. I think there's more excitement than there is um, pressure for him at this point. Because it's time to finally move on from the Gus Malzahn era, which you know, I think maybe I don't want to say those fans were too hard on him, but uh, I I don't think he did as bad of a job as they thought. Maybe they 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 gave him enough space to to or enough time to to make them into a you know a perennial power, and that didn't always happen, but or that didn't happen. But uh, I, I think there's some excitement there. There's a lot. In fact, there's a lot of excitement with what Harson can do. And will it be an overnight thing? No, I don't think so. I think there's still going to be you know, an a a no nine eight eight to ten win team possibly if they if things go their way, but uh, that that's a guy to keep an eye on. Then a couple other guys that that um you know kind of late in the game uh, uh hires well the one you know we mentioned in that story I think I mentioned one of the guys on the hot seat was Jeremy Pruitt over at uh, yeah
0: Tennessee gone where, <laughs> he is he, enter and, Josh and, hypo
1: right so and, and, you know what? I think that's a great hire too that's a you know there's another guy kind of like in the mold of of Harson who know, had tremendous success with a, with a, uh, a smaller program, but a pro, you know, a perennial program that, you know, that those group of five programs that you expected to be there and challenge and put their name in the conversation for, uh you know, a group of six uh, or a, a New Year's Eve six ball, a New Year six ball. And, um you know, now he's going to, he's stepping up to a, a big time program, a program that really needs to not only do things well on the field, but obviously do it off the field. And from all accounts, he's a class guy and, you know, players love to play for him. And again, I think that's the kind of a case with, with um, what we were talking about with Auburn, the same thing in Tennessee, where you've got some excitement. Now Now Tennessee was getting better. Tennessee, that program was was showing signs of progress, sure. uh, which was, which was good to see. But I think now I think they, it's kind of like this clean start where we could build on what was going right off on the field and not maybe have to worry about what was going on in the field. And then one other guy that is uh, Brett Bielma coming back to the coaching ranks and get a coach at Illinois. Illinois is not a, it's not a, does, I don't want to, it's not a, you know, a high, so yes, it's a big 10 school, but it's unfortunately a, a, you know, football hasn't been good to that school in uh, the last couple of decades. Now they didn't go to a bowl um, two years ago, but I think it'll be interesting to see because Bielma has been out of the game for a few years and, Things didn't go very well at, at Arkansas, but it seems like his place is the big 10 and this is, you know, he's a big 10 guy, had a lot of success at at Wisconsin. um, And now he's coming to Illinois, which really needs, it seems like every year they need to be reworked and they need to find an identity because you don't know. So I'm going to be interested to see what he's able to do with that program. And if they could maybe find themselves to be like the Indiana of, of last year, this year, but we'll see. I don't, I don't know if that's, he can do that right away. Um, they do have some, some talent there. Um, but again, that, that's a, that's a coaching hire that scratched my head a little bit when it happened, but now I'm, I'm kind of more intrigued to see how it, how it turns out.
0: Yeah, definitely. Another good storyline to follow. We're speaking with Jeff Mazillo, sports writer at Yard Barker and many other platforms heading back to the G5 is the Sunbelt. Yes. The Sunbelt, the best conference in the group of five.
1: How about the Sunbelt? Who knew, who, who would have known, you know, it's like, I think the AC, the American Athletic, is still probably the best. But um, I think what the Sun Belt did last year at one point they had three teams ranked. You know, in the yeah, in the, in the, the league, we, we, we mentioned Coastal Carolina. I still think they're going to be there this year. I think that's going to be a team that will, you know, is worth watching. They were they were kind of a fun team. I mean, they uh, we saw what they they you know they I, I got a chance to to watch a few of their games and saw them uh, really after a couple of shaky quarters, go on and, uh, really handle Appalachian state, which has kind of been the class of that conference uh, over the last few years. Uh, you saw Louisiana step up, you know, they went to Iowa state and won last year. Uh, Appalachian state, of course, as we mentioned, the coastal to me is, is the team that, um, is going to be the the best of that group again. Now. Yeah. I think when you look at, you know, if you throw the Sunbelt in with team with conferences like conference USA and the Mac, um, right now I think this is definitely a conference on the rise and there is a lot of kind of hidden talent there that NFL coaches probably know about and scouts definitely, but the average, the casual college football fan probably doesn't. And they're going to, I, this is a conference that's going to get a lot more exposure on, you know, you know, they're going to, they're going to find themselves on national TV more and coastal help that. And, and I think we're going to see, uh, I think it's definitely worth, uh, worth watching because, um, There's a lot of under-the-radar talent and some very competitive games that go on there. So, yeah, so keep an eye on that conference.
0: Yeah, it was great seeing some new faces in the AP Top 25 last year, that's for sure. Well, there's so much more in the Article 20, way too early college football storylines to keep an eye on. But you're going to have to go to Yard Barker to read all that. And let me tell you, Jeff's work is great it is fantastic so i suggest everybody go to yard barker and check out jeff Bezidlo's work all right it's time to go Y'all ready for this three and out it's time to go three and out with jeff bezidlow three letter questions to close out the interview now not only to write articles about sports but entertainment for over the past 25 years so what is your best fictional sporting event from movies or television
1: Ooh, that's a good one uh uh, I think, you know, my favorite is, is probably, uh, the, uh, you know, little, uh, Hickory high school, uh, beating, uh, uh, the mighty, uh, Hickory. uh, uh team. which, you know, now in fairness, it is based on a true story. Uh, uh, I've actually over the years had a chance to, uh, to meet, uh, some of the, the, the Jimmy guys Chitwin? from the violent uh, not Jimmy, but the guys from the real violent team. And, uh, uh that's yeah that's just so i mean the you know you can watch that movie and i think i just watched it a couple of weeks ago And yeah you know i got a little emotional at the end there and it was uh and it's special and i think if anybody's ever had the chance to walk into a uh, Fieldhouse field house in butler where they filmed it and where they where it was played uh you that has to be the first thing that comes to your mind so that to me is that the way it was filmed the way i did uh, it was totally Hollywood. It was fantastic. I love it, and I can't get enough of it. So, yeah, that's that's to me is is the uh, still the the best game. Yeah, uh, that,
0: that's one uh, I could definitely watch over and over again. And number two, let's turn to music. What is the top drum solo, fill, break, or intro that everyone should know?
1: uh I to me, I mean, if you're a classic rock fan, it's got to be uh Moby Dick from Led Zeppelin. That's oh. well, John, John Bonham. Bonham. John Bonham at his best. Um. You know he was he was he was uh, you know he, he was under the influence quite a bit. But when this guy could rap out a, you know what is it you know like a, a six minute plus solo and, and just do it. If anybody ever gets a ch- if any rock fans out there music fans get the chance to see uh, their their documentary, the song remains the same. You can watch him do it, watch him play it, um and uh, it, it really is it's something. I mean to, you know there are a lot of great drummers Neil Pert obviously Buddy Ritt, you know these classic drummers. But to me, uh, that, that solo is just, it just kind of blows you away because y- it is long, but you feel like it, it went by in like two minutes. So, or a minute, you know, it's just, just a great, if you're a classic rock fan, if you're a fan of Zeppelin, that's definitely, uh, that is definitely a, a must listen to. And then if you want see that movie, you can see him actually do it live so. have to
0: check it out. I'm also a who fan. So I do uh, like uh, Keith 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 Moon. Wood, Keith
1: Wood, one of my favorites and I, uh, you know, I, I had him on there. I think I had him on there twice on one of those lists. Um. Won't get uh, won't get fooled again is one of my favorite songs. Who's next is my favorite album of all time. So, uh, yeah, definitely. You know, he was just he was like just ridiculous behind there. Not and, and then he, you know he smashed up his drum kits when he was done. So he was something else.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. And <laughs> like I said, you got to check out some of these articles. They're even a little more than sports, and they're definitely fun. And I'm a foodie. Your alma mater, Northern Illinois University, has the legendary beer nugget. Now we've talked before. For yeah. those who don't know, what is a beer nugget?
1: So a bear nugget is a piece of fried dough, which is kind of in the shape of a little pouch, maybe like, a with, you know, if you would see like a gold nugget or something like that, they kind of vary in shapes. Um, sometimes they look like, I don't know if you're familiar with a cheese curd, but that yes. kind of. Oh yeah. That oh, oh,
0: of, gotta love a cheese curd too. Yeah,
1: but it's just fried dough. It's like if you were to, um, you know, go to like a fair or a carnival or something, but they're just, they're, they're pieces and they, obviously they, they deep fry, which makes it fantastic. And then, uh, they serve them with either usually marinara sauce or, uh, cheese, a hot cheese sauce, which I prefer, uh, the both, they're both fine. Um, some places will step it up and in addition to just the fried, uh, the dough, they will put, they will melt cheese over them like a mozzarella cheese. Uh, and then some will even sprinkle garlic, uh, so you, they almost taste like you're eating mini pieces of garlic bread, oh, um, which good. is actually very good and uh, is uh, tremendously fattening. Uh, but that's what makes it great. And then some also will put like some cinnamon on. It just depends where oh, you go. Sweet. At, at, yeah. At, at, so at, at Northern Illinois, um, I know there's probably a handful of places that do it a little bit different. And even in the Chicago area, there's some places that 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 do it. So if you live in that area and you, you're you're familiar with it. Um, there's some places uh, just outside some suburbs that that also do it too, uh, but you could. I mean, they're they've kind of. Uh, I think we're starting to hear more of them popping up uh, all over the place, even around the country. But yeah, that's still uh, DeKalb and and Northern Illinois' claim to fame.
0: Oh. So well they haven't made their way to the northeast maybe i have to open up my own, my own store <laughs> we'll have, so i we'll can get some out to you. or i have to drive yes exactly or we can fedex <laughs> on my way right oh sounds fantastic we've been speaking with jeff Bezidlo, sports writer at yardbarker and many other platforms i'm telling you you have to check out his great articles on yardbarker thanks for joining me jeff
1: thank you chris i appreciate it have a great one
0: and of course believe in college football legends is presented by Bet Online. Thanks for listening to the Believe in College Football Legends podcast. Make sure to check out all the prior episodes with Heisman winners, legendary coaches, and sports personalities reliving the greatest plays. You can tweet your questions at the Sports Jesus and join us next week because it will be legendary.